So hi, oh man, I'm so excited, so excited. So this is the uh, third episode of The Forgotten Group with a really good friend of mine. She's so, so, so cool, like super, super cool. Her name is Yancy Yezik. Uh, she grew up in a small town, um, which I went to high school with her. Well, we started going to school with each other in seventh grade on to graduating. Um, and she just graduated from the University of Minnesota Morris with a psychology major and a studio art minor. Man, when you talk about a great person, like their whole family is great. Like <laughs> their whole family is so, so great. Um, yeah, her mom mentors me pretty much in photography and all kinds of things. So um, how are you today? I'm doing good. I have coffee and I, you know, made myself breakfast this morning. So that's a win. I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a tea person, but coffee smells super good. So <laughs> I love coffee. I just, you know, I just drink it like every day. I don't even like, I'm not even like, do I need this right now? Do I feel rested? I just drink <laughs> it because I, I love the ritual of like just making it. And I just love like a warm beverage in the morning, especially in the cold, like it's mm -hmm. winter right now. So yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump straight in. Uh, okay. So my first question is, what do you think about life purposes? Well, it's definitely something I've I've grappled with, mm -hmm. um, and I like I believe in them. If that's like what this question is getting at, yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like purposes and like fate and. You know, they're all kind of intertwined. They're all in the same vein of like, you know, like the philosophical idea of like, why are we here? Right. And um, what am I meant to do? Like, yeah, I don't want to like go say too much because I know that the <laughs> other questions like ask like, did you grow, like, how does this affect your upbringing? So yes. like, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that throws us into the next question of like, do you think that people have more than one purpose? Um, For sure. Um, I think that you can, like your purposes can change over your lifetime. Um, yeah, that's true. Like if you, I know this, another question gets at this idea too, but like, if you, uh, feel like you have reached your one of your purposes then like I guess your purpose is to find another one right and <laughs> <laughs> like figure out what that is and I feel like that's where I'm at in my life is just like my purpose right now is to figure out what my purpose is yeah um which is kind of meta and uh, I love meta things so um anyway yeah, I think you can for sure have more than one purpose. And then I've also conflated this idea with like the idea of purpose with like the roles you will fulfill in your life. Like yeah. you'll always be more than one thing. You'll be mm -hmm. like in addition to your career, your job, you're a daughter or a son or a sister or, you know, 
you are a friend, like right. you're a writer. Like if you journal ever, then, you know, I would say that, yeah, you're a writer. You are in the practice of like writing down your thoughts and ideas and processing them and figuring out how to say things effectively. And I don't know. So I just conflated like this. It's hard for me to separate the idea of like purpose with like, you know, the things you want to do. And uh, like, I don't know if you think this or not, but like, do you think you can, like, do you think purposes are like something you're born with that you don't decide? Or do you think you can like decide what your purpose is and that it, like your purpose is something you find only after you've like lived your life because like your experiences as a person shape who you are um honestly I think there's a mixture so like I definitely think that you know there's purposes that we need to fulfill in life um I think there's definitely like a before you're born purpose that you have. And I think also kind of like what you were alluding to is like right now your purpose is to find your purpose. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we kind of all inherently have is like, we have to find that thing or we should look for that thing, I think. Um, But also I think that as you grow up and as you experience life, you kind of see more avenues and more ways, I think that you can, um, find new purposes. And I think that it's kind of a development process. So I think it's kind of both. I think, you know, there are some inherent purposes that we have and that we need to, you know, accomplish or that we should, you know, strive to accomplish. And I think there's others that we kind of develop through, you know, various loves for things, various passions for things. Um, so, and I think, and I think also they kind of can, uh, coalesce I think they can kind of come together you know like if you want to help people you want to reach people you know and you love to cook then okay you can cook somewhere for you know people or you can make things and donate the money or you know all these various things um so I think there's a mix you said um you said that's so so meta what does meta mean what is that meta means like like my first experience with this was my uh like bridge program before I started college I came here to my college and lived here for four weeks and took classes and stuff and I took a writing class during that and I think one of the last assignments she had us do was write about your writing process Mm -hmm. and like that's meta like to write about writing or to think about thinking like that makes sense it's kind of like the first like level of inception kind of like that's cool yeah like metacognition is to think about thinking and i i don't know that's just interesting to me that is interesting i think that's cool um do you think that the scale or reach of our purposes matter and i guess when i say reach i mean um so like if a person's purpose is to be someone's mom um that only reaches to the amount of children that they have um, or adopt or whatever the process. Uh, Whereas like if you are a president or, you know, a king or queen or whatever monarch that reaches to more people. Um, So do you think that there's a a scale of reach of our own purposes? Yeah, I think 
the something comes to mind whenever you were, when you were explaining that um I love John Green like mm-hmm. I talk about him all the time to everyone in my life because I listen to Dear Hank and John their podcast mm-hmm. that he does with his brother every week and uh, The Fault in Our Stars his book that he wrote that was super popular yeah he kind of touches on this idea of like you can still lead a meaningful life even if you don't like reach a lot of people like I feel like you can either touch a few people really deeply or you can touch a lot of people shout like in a shallow way right and uh, yeah I think that your purpose can be in any like location on that spectrum um I think my like my purposes, I think will definitely be on the fewer side mm-hmm. of people and reaching them more deeply right. um, instead of the opposite. So, but I think that can play into your purpose. Like you said, like doctors are going to reach more people than like in the sense of their purpose than like a mother would mm-hmm. because doctors treat multiple people a day. Right. Um that come from all walks of life and that kind of stuff so I think that's true and I think one thing when you when you were saying that it made me you know think a little bit more on the topic I think one thing that is uh I think overlooked in our society specifically is the role of the people that are uh on the fewer end as far as like people um because you think about it these people that go on and and uh have a greater reach as far as, you know, talking to more people, whether it's like a, a athlete or a celebrity or whatever the fact is, they had someone at the beginning of their life that poured into them deeply, um, even if it's not a biological someone. And so that is kind of a ripple effect. And I think that's important to acknowledge is if you have this really loving, you know, parent, guardian, whatever, that is going to invest into that child that becomes an adult that allows for you know them to maybe talk into people deeper and get into that or on the other side of the spectrum want them to they have a heart for people and so they want to reach as many people as possible and so I think they kind of connect and I think there's not enough um talk about how those things are important if that makes sense I think you're right in that um like people like celebrities, I feel like are held on like a pedestal and their impact is like, oh, they changed, you know, the culture or like they, you know, like people make tweets and memes and stuff like Lady Gaga invented the color pink because like her new album is like Chromatica and she has pink hair and it's all pink and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know, that's kind of like superficial, I <laughs> guess. Um yeah, I think there isn't a lot of emphasis in, in our society on the people that, um, like, like appreciating our moms, I don't think is a very embraced thing in our society. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, we live in a, like, a in the patriarchy and, um, but yeah, like, you can lead a meaningful life without being a celebrity or without, you know, the idea of the idea that is pushed on us to like, to be important, you have to like, 
you know, be the first to do something ever, or like you have to be at a certain place and time in history to like be at this moment. And like, that's just not true. I don't think. I think that segues like perfectly into the next question of how do, how do media such as movies, shows, podcasts affect the way that people view the idea of purpose? And yeah, I think you're totally right. You know, I think about just shows that I grew up with and going back and looking at them as an older person and just seeing like, I didn't get, you know, so I had a friend, uh, I won't mention their name, but I had a friend that we both knew and her mom wouldn't let her watch Disney Channel because of the way that the teenagers would treat the moms and the parents in general and just, you know, just treat them like, oh, you're against me. Um, And I think media and things like that, um, even just the way siblings treat each other in those shows, you know, I had this idea growing up that, okay, all families look like this, like, like you're supposed to not get along with your mom at such and such age, and you're supposed to not, uh, you know, get along with your, your siblings at this age or whatever, or supposed to argue over these certain things. And so I think that causes us to, um, and also on these same things, they're, you know, praising these people that are celebrities, and not that it's a bad thing to be a celebrity, but um, I think the the coalition of those things is what has caused um, a difficulty for, for a lot of people to see the, the good purpose in um, what you would call, I guess, mundane things um, and mundane quote unquote purposes or domestic purposes. Um, but they're vital, you know, they're, they're so vital. And I think that media and shows and the way that people, um, talk about these things and discuss these things and the lack of talking about these things and discussing things um, plays a huge role on young children. I don't think people uh, take that seriously enough. (laughs) Yeah, like when you're a kid and people ask you like, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Almost everybody feel, I feel like almost everybody says like, I want to be famous in some capacity, like Mm -hmm. an astronaut or a rock star or like a singer or a princess, like some sort of thing where you have a lot of people's admiration. Yeah. Um, Because I think a lot of messages are sent uh, to kids um, or just like in general in society to that, that like you like being well-known it matters and it's important to be well-known and I I don't know I forgot I lost my train of thought I do that all the time (laughs) I mean I just I think you're right like the way that we talk about messages that are sent specifically to like us or in like in tv shows but just like the way that we like sensationalize I'm struggling articulating my thoughts. Um, I understand that. No, I, that's fine. Um, one thing that I will say too, that uh, you kind of made me think of. Um, so something, I do a lot of thinking. Um, I'm an overthinker. So I think of a bunch of things, but one thing that I thought about was as far as like purposes and the way that we view purposes is my thought is imagine, you know, that you have a child and this child comes up to you and says, I want to be a blank if your response to whatever that is, is negative, then you know how you view 
that career or that, uh, you know, that path in general. Um, and if you respond positively, then you know how you respond, then you know how you feel uh, about that particular occupation. And so, you know, I'm like, imagine if your child came up to you and says, you know, I want to be a garbage man for a living and that's their passion. Well, how do you react to that? Do you react and say, well, you need to, you know, do more or you need to do this, 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 or you're overqualified for this, or do you encourage them, you know, in what they you know and what they want to do? Because that's a seriously important part of our <laughs> infrastructure. If you take out garbage pickup, if you take out recycling and all of those things and no one takes care of that, then we're in a big trouble. <laughs> we're in huge trouble. Um, yeah, very but, true. Yeah. And so, and so that's, I think what, what I think about, which your, your occupation is not your only purpose, but I think that's a start to realizing, okay, this is how I actually feel about people in this field. Um, so Yeah. Or just like people in general, you know, what's funny is that I, um, I graduated. Well, I, so my whole schooling was four years plus a semester. Mm-hmm. And so I graduated last fall, like a few weeks ago. And my last semester, I lived in a building on campus and my rooms, like the window, like sh- like directly like pointed to one of the dumpsters on campus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the garage truck would come by and beep really loudly back up and then the guys would have to attach the cables from the truck to like the back of the dumpster Mm -hmm. and then there's a control and I I would watch it go up and then like it suck all the trash out and like get everything out and that was one of my favorite things to watch like whenever (laughs) I caught the garbage truck (laughs) oh yeah because like it's so I don't know I just like observing it just because it's like yeah, that's a job that is very necessary. And like, you know, you don't hear any kids like saying that they want to be a garbage man when they grow up, even though that's a completely valid thing to want and to be. And it's, yeah, I just don't see anything wrong with it. And so like, I don't know, the dichotomy of like me being a college student and a like writing essays and having a job. I, I had a job mentoring um, people doing incompletes. And then I was also a kind of a teacher's assistant. I was a, I was a peer tutor for a class I had taken a year ago. And I don't know, just thinking of like what I was doing in college versus like, you know, just watching someone do this job that is completely like normal and mundane and necessary. Mm-hmm. It just is like, I don't know, it was comforting to me because I'm like, I don't need to equate my self-worth and value to being an academic or right. like right. furthering my education, getting a master's degree to like do something that is important. Right. Um, like just because... I like if I got a master's degree just because I have that doesn't doesn't guarantee anything like exactly but with this question I did wanted to mention I did want to mention that like I because this is like the media and movies question Mm -hmm. and you know how we like you know put celebrities on a pedestal sometimes and like I love Lady Gaga I love Lady Gaga since 
you know, middle school. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she said before that, like, if she wasn't famous, she would still be making music and working at her dad's restaurant in New York and, like, still playing in dive bars and trying to get gigs and trying to break into the industry. And so I feel like in a way that was her saying that like her purpose in life is very connected to music and like, she's meant to be Lady Gaga. Like that's who she was meant to be. Right. And I also went through a Heath, a Heath Ledger phase in oh, yeah. high school where I was obsessed with him. I like bought all of his movies and watched all of them. And I like watched the dark night mm-hmm. just whenever it was on TV and just being so fascinated with him and he so I did also did research and I was obsessed with him Mm -hmm. um his birthday is April 4th and he died I think January 22nd or something oh wow so a couple days from now yeah so anyway he quit school or he didn't quit school he like graduated early did the exams early and then started acting at like 16 and like I watched interviews of him and he said that like he always wanted to act ever since he was a little kid and that's also a thing that celebrities say like oh like Justin Bieber he started playing the drums when he was like two like started beating on stuff and it's like I remember being like jealous of Heath Ledger because he knew what he wanted to do with his life there's no question about it he knew what he, he knew what his purpose was and I just remember being so like torn apart by the fact that like I don't know what I want to do and that's frustrating like and I do remember because like to apply for colleges you need to write like a statement of intent Mm -hmm. I remember applying to my college and writing something down like I don't want a mundane job okay I want to like you know do something important and like this degree will you know lend me that opportunity yeah and thinking back on that especially in this moment like in this podcast about purposes and like I think that is not the right (laughs) yeah that is not the right like that that uh sentiment served its purpose at the time like Mm -hmm. to be like I want to do something greater with my life um but especially now with like the pandemic and you know opportunities are limited and like I don't know if I like want to go to grad school in the midst of this like um, I don't know how much it would it's changed from before the pandemic to right now Um, I feel like the like everything that's happened just has reinforced like the idea that it's okay to do just enough to like get by and mm-hmm. not worry about having this grand like scheme and plan in your life. I also remember saying that like, cause this, this was happening like almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so a year ago I was in classes and stuff and I was talking to one of my professors about how I struggle getting stuff done, how I'm a procrastinator yeah like it runs in my family like I am a like it's in my blood it feels like (laughs) that I'm a a procrastinator and so but I was telling her I was like 
ha 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 like things about the thing about making plans is that they can get ruined so like you kind of you know you can make a plan which is good to have a plan but just know that it could get ruined right and i just think that like i think about that sometimes like not obviously not knowing that I wouldn't like I plan to have graduation and to walk across the stage and have my family there but that didn't happen right like so it just that is so true and you don't know I don't know I digress oh man yeah no that's so true something that you said and it made me think about um uh man it was a good point that's okay it'll come back if it's important if not it won't um so let's see what do you feel the effects of feeling like you've completed a specific purpose like what do you feel like those are and what are the effects of the inverse so like basically like if you feel like you've fulfilled a specific purpose versus you feel like okay you haven't fulfilled a specific purpose what do you think the effects of those two things are Well, I think for sure the feeling of not fulfilling a purpose uh, feels like failure. Like, (laughs) I assume that you just feel like you you just haven't gotten there yet. And, like, depending on how much effort you put into, like, reaching that that goal or that purpose, like, Mm -hmm. it can feel like failure it can feel like I don't know sometimes I feel really resilient and I'm like you know it's okay that I you know didn't do that or like that isn't how I turned out or that that didn't turn out the way I wanted it to but like it's okay Um, and I feel like the more effort you put into something the more likely you are the more extreme the feelings you'll have right about it going either way going positively or negatively like like it'll if you put a lot of effort into it and it goes great you'll feel really really good but if it goes badly after all that effort then you'll feel really really bad um I was just talking to my boyfriend about this because I I told him I was doing this podcast and I like showed him all the questions and I was like you know what do you think about this because I don't know I feel like if I just think about things by myself, I can get in my head about it and um, just, like, not see the actual, like, goal of the questions or, like, overthink them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was talking to him about this question, and he was saying that, like, um, you know he thinks that when you that it all like clicks at once like yeah like all of a sudden it's like an epiphany moment like you figure out what it is or you know you feel like you've completed it mm-hmm. all at one moment and then i was like is it all like one moment or is it like the John Green quote from The Fault in Our Stars where he says is is my furnace too loud? Can you hear that? 
Yeah, I thought it was a win, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's loud. Um, but there's a quote in Fallen Our Stars that says, um, I fell in love the way you fall asleep slowly and then all at once. Yeah. And I feel like, is it is it all one moment or is it like that where it's you do the work of becoming the person you're meant to be, you, you become more of yourself and then so it happens slowly and then all at once it just like comes together because you put in, you know, all the time before that right. and you wouldn't be able to have this moment right here without everything that came before it. Exactly, yeah. He was like, mm, that's, that's a good point. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's so cool. And I think it, it really is, which is the most cliche thing to say, but it's really about the journey because, you know, you hear countless people talk about, you know, when they finally got this award or when they finally, you know, got to this point or finished, you know, this marathon or whatever the case is, is after that, you know, that kind of moment, you know, then you just you've completed it and it's done and so it's it's kind of like you said it's like a gradual build up and then you get to that point and then like you're there and then you're not there anymore you know you're past that and so um I think uh that definitely is not talked about enough in society of that feeling of after you've completed that you know thing whatever that is or after you quote unquote arrived um what do you do with that? And I think that's what gets a lot of people in positions where they start to feel worse than they did before. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. is like if you didn't, you know, complete it, then you felt like a failure or whatever. Um, but I think after you've completed a specific purpose or whatever, I think for some people, they lose a part of uh, their identity because their identity had so much to do with getting to a certain point and then once you've gotten to that point there's no more um you don't have to chase it anymore it's just done and so then you're like okay well what do I do now you know and I think that I don't think people take enough care or you know to think about that and so they don't kind of start to spiral because they don't really know who they are because they don't have that um that part of them anymore if that makes sense yeah, that totally makes sense. And honestly, that's a part of why I'm scared to go get a master's because I don't want to, I don't want it to be like, I don't want to be caught up so much in that, like, this school is my identity and like, yeah. you know, getting a master's degree will solve all my problems or like, you know, put like, put so much focus and emphasis on the degree when what I really care about honestly is like my well-being mm -hmm. and uh, um you you talking about that made me think of this I think it's by Emily Dickinson and it's in a poem I think but she said that success is counted sweetest by those who ne'er succeed and like yeah that just means that you know, people who don't have a lot of successes are like, wow, a Nobel Prize, like, that's so mm -hmm. incredible and amazing. And I wish, like, that's what I want my career to eventually get to, like, but people who have Nobel Prizes, I'm sure, are like, 
uh it, i just i yeah it's a no yeah it's a prize but like it doesn't really affect them really much one way or another like mm-hmm. i'm sure it's really like a rewarding feeling to get something like that yeah and to have that level of achievement like because i love lady gaga so much and like i'm into pop culture mm-hmm. i also think about this in the context of like the grammy awards or right. yeah like getting an oscar or like the you know academy awards and you know and how like the grammys are kind of can we swear on this or can we not swear uh lightly <laughs> okay <laughs> so okay um the the grammy awards are like really biased and it's kind mm-hmm. of you know, not fair that like they tend to nominate like more white people or like they nominate people of color, but then they still give the Grammy award to white people. Like, mm-hmm. oh God, I remember, I think in like 2010, mm-hmm. they were, you know, best new artist uh, is an award they give out. And Nicki Minaj was nominated for that award. Mm-hmm. And uh, so was Bonnie Vare. And Bonnie Vare is like a white guy. He was on the Twilight soundtracks and he's on like Taylor Swift's new album. And uh, he's like one of his like hugest accolades is Skinny Love. Uh, he wrote and recorded that song. But um, he won Best New Artist and like instead of Nicki Minaj. And I'm just like, why? did that like why who made that decision like Nicki Minaj's impact on pop culture is so much greater than Bonnie Vare and like yeah I've never even heard of him I mean now that you say that I'm like okay I've heard his stuff but I wouldn't just like know him walking up exactly and Nicki Minaj everyone knows who she is like (laughs) she's she's on the level of like you know notoriety of like you know being in meme stuff like like day and nikki your bobbies is like a thing (laughs) and uh, you know like she's just such a like personality and so memorable and like why was why was he so like i don't know i feel like those awards are great like i love that you know lady gaga has won so many grammys like she deserves them but at the same time it's like you have to know that like things are complicated and like mm-hmm. everyone and everything has a bias right. and but yeah like going back to like what do you do after you do something like that or achieve something like that it's like yeah the like what happens when the movie ends like mm-hmm. those like hockey movies like i think there's like two or three of them that are like really like the Mighty Ducks and uh, <laughs> what's the other one? Oh man, there's one that was on Disney Channel. It wasn't. The, it was different from the Mighty Ducks, though. It was something else. I can't remember. What it was yeah, called. it was called something else. But like those movies are about like the journey and the montage of like them training and yeah. you know putting on their hockey pads for the first time, and then after they win the game, it's like what. Like what what happens after the the movie ends and like yeah. 
after they've won everything, after they've had their moment of like, oh, I have the championship. I feel like actually we kind of experienced that in high school with like the state championship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when the state in our little hometown was like such an event and like. I still remember it. Yeah, like the way our town reacted and like the impact of that that achievement even after like it was over but like school started like the next week Mm -hmm. and there was like a like an afterglow effect of people being happy and wearing their medals to school and stuff and then but then eventually things just go back to normal and then you just go on I guess and you know I think of like you know where where are all our you know classmates now like what are they doing like um like that was such a great moment for them and I'm glad that we all like shared winning state together Mm -hmm. um that was cool but like yeah where do you go after that Mm -hmm. that's so true that's really true which that like goes to another point of like um yeah, so kind of like the second question is like, how has the idea of, of purpose affected your upbringing? Because uh, I, I, it's really sad because when you said that, it made me think about it and thought about like how many um, kids at that school, you know, were told that their purpose is a certain sport, you know, and yeah. even if it wasn't like outright somebody saying that, you know, people treat you a certain way when you. Um, perform a certain way in a game or, you know, your academics or whatever. And so when people treat you as if the most important part of you is the way that you perform in this game or the way that you perform in this classroom, that affects your idea of purpose. And so you think about all those kids who won state, especially the ones that won all three times and were on the team, you know, all three times. And then, you know, you get to your senior year and you guys lose or, you know, you don't make it even to the playoffs or whatever, you know, and so it's like, well, what what do you tell that kid now? You know, how does that kid feel now that has won, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, they lose in 12th grade. And so and then how, you, how do you set them up for that? And how do you prepare them for that? And even after 12th grade, when they have to get out into the real world and have to, you know, be a, a law abiding citizen, you know, of humanity, how do you prepare them for that? So I imagine it's hard. Like, I guess I like I saw that, you know, you know, people picking favorites, like the coaches picking their favorites. And, um, you know, I'm sure those kids, our classmates felt immense pressure from like, or immense pressure to perform and like to get so many touchdowns and, or to have so many good plays and stuff. And I'm sure some of them like wanted to go to like college football, but then it's like, you know, they can't, maybe they don't get FAFSA for it or like, so they can't or yeah. How do they, what does, why, I mean, I feel like, you know, on one hand, it's so exciting to be like, we're winning state, but like, you know, at the same time, make sure your whole, like all of your self-worth isn't tied up and like getting these touchdowns and that you have like, you know, you have the potential to, like, do other things. Remember that after this, like, 
life goes on. I, I don't know. I feel like it's like hard in the moment to to know that, especially at such a young age. Like <clears throat> I feel like when I was 17, 16, it was like very, very hard for me to imagine imagine me at the age I am now, which is 23. Right. Like I had no idea where I was going to college. I had no idea what I would major in. I had no idea where I would be. Just like it was so, like you don't have the comprehension for that, I don't think, to like know the grand scheme of things. and Yeah, not enough like forward vision. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> to know that, yeah, to know that like in your life you will be more than the things you do and are in high school. That's yeah, that's so true. And I think even like uh, academics and I think in, because I didn't go to a big school, but my, both of my parents went to, you know, like uh, 500 plus graduation schools. You know, we graduated with a class. Well, we didn't graduate together, but I graduated with a class of like, I think, 41 and three of those 41 were foreign exchange students. And then I don't think yours was too much bigger than mine, if at all. And I think so- it was like 48. Yeah. And so it's like when you go to school with just a few amount of people, it's really easy to be top of your class. But you think about Mm -hmm. a lot of the people that were top of their class, uh, you know, they're at our school. But then, you know, you apply to college and like you're not necessarily the top of your class. Like you you're not things are much harder than, you know, you you think they're going to be because you think about it. We didn't even have AP classes. We had pre AP classes and they might as well have been regular classes. So it's like you have, you get this big head of like, oh, I'm, you know, valedictorian, salutatorian, or I'm in the top, you know, whatever percent. Um, But then you get to college and you're like, oh my goodness, I learned everything I learned in high school math in half of this first class at college. And you're like, oh snap, (laughs) you know, like, oh wow. You know, and so I think um, on the academic side too, people should realize that um, your purpose uh, shouldn't just be wrapped up in your education and for me right now it, it really is a lot of my identity and purpose is wrapped up in education in school and um, that's something that's really difficult to shake you know and I you know kind of like you said about the master's program and my thoughts have been you know like what am I going to do on the other side of this you know I have to pass uh, this semester, I have to pass uh, the midpoint review in order to keep going. If I don't, then I'm out of the program. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea, you know, what I'm going to do if that happens. And so um, it, it's it's really difficult to, you know, I think just think about things in, in, in a way that's different from how I've always thought about it. And I feel like that a way that's different from how society and media and people you know just in general tend to think about purpose um so yeah I definitely feel like I had to like I learned through undergrad like because I you know I remember talking to um one of my classmates and I think it was a drawing class Mm -hmm. like how I was behind on these projects and how you know, anxious I was, but that like, what's going to happen if I don't get these projects? Like, I'm not going to be put in a, like, a, like, a time continuum 
like forced to relive this day over and over and over again until I pass this class like I will get this like not ideal grade but life will go on and Mm -hmm. like I feel like I had to like grapple with the idea that like you are not your grades because like I was so not um like I, I like I wanted to get good grades I just I wasn't I I know I didn't like a, apply myself very well mm-hmm. I don't think um time management skills were like almost zero like mm-hmm. I <laughs> you know I made it to class and I felt really guilty if I didn't go to class mm-hmm. but like that was the, one of the only things like working for me I think like I I had drive to like make good grades and to do good and to like if I got behind to catch up like but my mindset wasn't in preventing those bad things like Mm -hmm. like Yancey you won't even be in the situation if you just do things in advance right um and so yeah I feel like because I'm not a like, I tend to procrastinate. I tend to, like, turn things in late, um, ask for extensions, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I learned probably after my second year that, like, like really deeply that, like, I am not my grades. Um, I try, which is important, but, like, like my self-worth isn't my grades and now that I'm out of school that is like so clear and apparent it's almost like stupid that I even struggled with that but it's in the moment it's so like in your face yeah that like if I fail this class I will feel so terrible I will feel like a failure um like I remember thinking like oh I'm not cut out for school like I'm not like I'll I have no drive like I have no like willpower to like get myself to do things Mm -hmm. um like it's even harder so like currently Mm -hmm. my mindset is grades you're not your grades grades don't really matter in the grand scheme of life like your major doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of life. Like I'm very like cynical about everything because like also like I was like writing answers in advance to like your questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And in one of them I wrote, like I used to conflate like my major with my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Like I need to, which is why I was undecided for two years. Yeah. Like I told the register people that like I liked art so they put me in all the basic studio art classes mm-hmm. even though my intention wasn't to become a studio art major right um, and I waited because I'm like what if I take a computer science class and I really love that like what if I what if I find something out about myself and that I really like I discover I really enjoy this thing and I want to be a major in it but then I've already like got myself way too deep in another major and I have to change it and like I just, I didn't know that that was also okay if I just pick something and change my mind later. 
Yeah. Um, but my strategy was to wait till the last possible second to pick my major. Yeah. And yeah. I ended up picking psychology, which is so funny because remember in high school where they took a picture of you and they asked you what school you're going to and what you wanted to be. Yes. And uh, I put down psychiatrist. So I already had it in my head that like I was going to major in psychology, mm-hmm. but like I waited so long to like settle into that idea because like I was also just scared to pick something because like then my options go down like mm-hmm. like the more decisions you make about things the less options you have yeah so that's what I was scared of but then I ended up picking what I set out to do in the first place like not consciously like I didn't set out to be a psychiatrist or anything Or I didn't set out to major in psychology Mm -hmm. consciously, but I did like have it in my head whenever they asked me in high school what I wanted to do. One more question or one or two more questions that I wanted to ask. Um, How do you think uh, you will find your purposes and how, how would you know that you have found them? Just by trying stuff. Like Mm -hmm. you just said that and um, I actually wrote a vision board yesterday. I don't know how to write vision boards. I've never done one before. Mm-hmm. Like one of them that I wrote down is to try new things, like try new hobbies. Like, like I have a guitar, but I almost never practice on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to write more. Like I took a writing class this last fall and I didn't do like exceptionally well in it, but I really enjoyed it. And I had a couple moments where I, you know, wrote something in one of my like online responses or something. And my professor was like, that is really like profound, Yancy. And I'm like, whoa, like that is so great to have like a writing, like an English professor tell me that like something I've written is good. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. My strategy right now is just to try new things, especially since I'm graduated and I'm working. I have a job as a direct support provider in a group home. And that schedule is like pretty irregular. Like it's, it's a 24 hour um, schedule. So it's like seven to three, three to 10 10 30 and then 10 to 9 a.m in the morning mm-hmm. so I am doing like all of those shifts I go back and forth between and I don't know I'll go five days without working and then do like four shifts in three days one weekend or you know so I have like I feel like I have a lot of like time on my hands right now Mm-hmm. especially since I'm not in school anymore and that's so cool that is like uh the complete opposite of me uh I was, <laughs> well like I say that like oh goodness it's been very interesting but I um went to Sam Houston for international business and um I decided on that because I had no idea what I wanted to do 
and it sounded nebulous enough for me to get away with it and just be able to get like any kind of job that I wanted. Um, and it had math. <laughs> um, and so I realized that like, I knew I didn't want to do business. Like I know, I knew, and I still know that I don't want to go into the business field at all. Um, and so I really used that time there as a cop-out and um, as what people say, like as a safety net, quote unquote, um, because, okay, at least I have a degree, you know, is what, you know, the thing, but, you know, that's why I'm now doing a master's in photography because originally when I was going, you know, looking at the school and different things like that, I wanted to do photography um, and they have a photography program at Sam. It's a bachelor's program, but um, I didn't do that. And even, you know, before I even got into my photography master's, I wanted to do laser electro optics. And instead of me going straight to TSTC and doing that, um, you know, a lot of people advised me, hey, you need to get like a actual degree or not. It didn't necessarily say an actual degree, but a four year degree in something that's, you know, more versatile. And I did that. And I kid you not, I applied to TSTC for that program, got into that program had everything on track to start that program. And before I even graduated the semester, I was going to graduate. They nixed the program from the school. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's things like that, that like, and I'm, I'm not mad about it. And I don't, I wasn't thin either. I was just shocked because it's like, okay, I wasted money and time, but it's like you, if you want to do something and you know, you want to do something, try that. And, you know, not everybody financially can do that. And that's understandable. And that's, if you're in that situation, then, you know, you know that you need to prepare more than other people necessarily do and be thinking about that for a long period of time. But if you have the ability, you know, try stuff. And um, so anyways. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll know when I've found my purpose. Mm-hmm when I like after I do all the thinking and all the work and like I journal a lot and so and looking back on my old journals is wild right now so cool yeah just like you know appreciating how much I've grown and you know I write like little poems and stuff and some of them are good some of them are really cringy and bad um which is encouraging, but like looking back on those, I'm like, maybe I should be a writer. Like yeah. maybe I should focus on that. And I think I'll know maybe if when I like get something published, mm -hmm. like an essay on like, you know, like the Odyssey, I think is a website where like students can get things published and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so something like that. But I think mostly I'll feel it, like, yeah. I think those, like, something as abstract and, like, uh, subliminal as purpose, I think you feel those things mostly. Yeah. And it's not, like, it's not a grade that you get in a class and you're like, I should be a psychiatrist because I got an A in intro to psych. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not a... It's not something like that. It's something you feel, I think. Well, uh, do you have any recommendations for the listeners regarding the topic of purpose or purposes? That podcast has helped me realize that, like, 
I mean, I can just recommend the podcasts that I listen to, which are Dear Hank and John. That is like, that's a podcast between Hank Green and John Green and um, their brothers. And so they talk about their childhood sometimes. What they do is they answer questions from their listeners who email them email questions in and some of the questions are really silly and some of them are really serious um and they both have like john and hank both have their own set of like insights that are equally as interesting and valuable i think Mm -hmm. and you know there's a bigger picture what matters is the like you the people you love and the people you do cool things with yeah it's not really what you're doing it's like what you're like who you're doing it with right um which I think is really important yeah that podcast is really good just because I don't know it's like really refreshing to listen to because they don't it's like a clean podcast they don't swear really ever and when they do they they bleep it out um they don't talk about really any like provocative things So that's a good podcast to like listen to with your mom and dad or like (laughs) if you have kids, listen to that with your kids. Um, John and Hank both have kids. John has two. Hank has one kid. So I don't know. I have a library app called Libby and Mm -hmm. it connects with like a public library card. Mm -hmm. You get a library card from public library and then you type in the number on the back of it into Libby and you can get you can listen to books for free and read them for free and you know it's just like a virtual public library basically Mm -hmm. and I just finished listening to a book um on that the other day and I don't know I think books in general are helpful yeah for just pondering and like seeing things from other people's perspectives and um I'm a huge advocate for like talking to people and I'm also a, like a verbal processor. So mm. it helps to talk to people I know about things, um, but also helps to hear things from other people's perspectives because you learn to think about things differently. And I think that can be really like insightful. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really know what like your what you expected me to answer with uh to this question but (laughs) no this is cool yeah no I think you're right and like you said it's more so I think along the lines of whatever your interests are and you know looking at or listening to podcasts about that or looking at YouTube videos or you know reading books based on uh on those things so um last question uh, what is one Bible verse that you believe ties up our conversation about purposes? I don't have one. Okay, that's very um, I I'm not. I don't have anything against the Bible. I just I didn't I didn't like look up one. Um, I also don't know the the Bible very well. You have like yeah. a song or something else that you maybe think. Uh, helped you or would help other people to like find purpose or like reflect on 
yeah like reflect and if not that's cool too <laughs> i mean one song that is a cool song is soulmate by mac miller mm-hmm. he like he like uses audio from goodwill hunting robin williams was in that movie yeah. and it's robin williams talking but like uh in that's or in that movie and the part that's used in the song robin williams is talking about like he's talking to will in the movie and he says something like you're always scared like to make a move because you're scared you're already behind mm. um and just the importance of like doing things even though like trying new things, doing things you want to do, or just experimenting with things with like, and not being scared of like the negative consequences, I guess, like, like so much bad or like something bad might happen from doing this thing, but also so much good might happen from doing this thing. Like, like getting an undergrad degree. Yeah. I struggled a lot. I, you know, but so much good. Like I learned so much and I enjoyed it, even though it was really hard and challenging. And I feel like I'm a better person for, for it. And what, yeah, I I mean, I was scared to go to college. I was scared. I wasn't cut out for it. I was scared. I wasn't smart enough. Um, But I think there's, I think there's an author on Instagram that I follow. Um, and I'm kind of not on Instagram as much anymore, mm-hmm. but she was a big promo- a big proponent of saying uh, like be like be afraid to do things that you're afraid to do, but do like I'm not saying this in an articulate way at all, but just like do it uh, do it while being afraid anyway. Like that's cool. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. Um, one movie that I would recommend. I'm wearing a Pixar shirt today. Uh, is Soul. Soul like changed my whole life. I'm not gonna do any spoilers, but like it just changed my whole life, and I needed that message because, like I said, you know, like yeah, and um, yeah, that's definitely something I would recommend. Uh, just in general, because it was, it talked about that, you know, in a kind of roundabout way but also in a very direct way and so I think just stuff like that is super helpful but um yeah well I appreciate you this was fun yeah I appreciate you asking me to do this I've talked about doing a podcast for so for years and like yeah it's exciting to like be invited to to do one so yeah I actually was um looking at a um what are they called? Not a review, but someone was just talking about like what they thought about soul and different things like that. And, you know, that's when I started asking like all these questions and I was just wondering, I was like, you know what? I want to ask Yancy. I don't even know where it came from. It just like came out of nowhere. And I was like, yep, that works for me. And so I asked you and you said, yeah. And I was like, cool. So I really appreciate your time and you being here and answering all these questions and your honesty. I think your honesty is going to help a lot of people. I think just, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Thanks. I think you're super cool.
a super cool person and you're doing great. Like I'm trying to make it for sure, for sure. But yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this goes well and you can come back and we can talk about another topic. And yeah, I'm sure it'll be awesome. Talk about psychology or studio art or yeah. Or like pop culture. Or like pop culture. <laughs> I'm oh I'm definitely gonna do something in pop culture. That'll be that'll be fire. So alrighty. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, what's up? Nothing like old friends. So if you want to follow her, all of her social media info is in the description below. And never forget to share this with a young person you know and to help those around you in the way God is calling.